on the next episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Today's a whiskey episode, and here's the whiskeys we're going to be discussing. We have the Singleton of Glendowen, 12-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. We have Glenmorangie's A Tale of the Forest single malt whiskey. We have Glenfiddich 12-year sherry cask finish single malt whiskey. From Dalmore, we have their 14-year single malt. We have the Dalmore Portwood, the Dalmore Cigar Malt, the Dalmore King Alexander III, and from Lagavulin, we have the Lagavulin Nick Offerman 3rd Edition Charred Cask. Oh, I can't wait. I know. <laughs> I, I've, I've been holding on to this one for months for you. They sent me this, I, I, I think, like just at the end of the year, and I've been holding it all this time just for you. I appreciate that. I, I enjoyed watching him drink it. So did I. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoke and host the good old boys It's sipping time. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Uh, we used to be. Mork and Mindy is back. Well, I don't no know. No way, that. really? Yeah. What oh, was yeah. I, why was I at the club at 2 a.m.? I should have been watching Mork and Mindy. I know, that's why we're, well, that's why we're it, bumped off now. But was you know? it a good Mork and Mindy or like in the end when they had like Jonathan Winters as their kid? They were just reaching for yeah, straws. Yeah, at that point, yeah, they, they, they jumped the shark. They jumped the shark big right. time then. Right. Don't get me wrong. Jonathan Winters is awesome, but uh, just a bad premise. Just not a good premise. But yeah, you're right. We're probably but, but it was it was it was Private Benjamin. He was remember he starts old and gets mm-hmm. younger. It was good. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Not private. What's that? What's it? Not private. Private what's Benjamin's it? the one with Goldie Hawn. What's no, wrong what with the, what the, what's the movie I'm thinking of? I have no idea. The, the where the guy Private Ryan? No, I'll Benjamin, get the Chad Benjamin GPT Button. On no, Benjamin that Button. Out. There oh, yeah. you there go. Well, that's exactly <laughs> the same as that. Of course. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> as you can tell, folks, we've been drinking before the show. We'll get him a job working for AMC any day now. Yeah, we're just waiting for them to call. George Clooney's dad isn't going to have that job much longer now is he well this is this is made man bob and joining me today are made man brent well it should be a pleasure right yes it is a pleasure (laughs) we tortured him today oh lord made man maury good morning excited to be here in the damp dang basement thank god brent actually put something over his lower body today yeah, he's wearing pants. Well, no, no, I never wear pants. It's more like a loincloth, <laughs> like magic underwear. Eh, good old boy, Justin. Good morning. So glad to be out of the sun and into the dank, dark basement. My happy place. Absolutely. And good old boy, Harm. Thank you, uh, Bob. I really appreciate being here today. And I'm, I'm not You're just saying that. Boston will hate you. <laughs> that sounds. Might as well right. get it started. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a masochist, apparently. <laughs> 
Anyway, well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, pretty much anything else that you can drink. And today's a whiskey episode, and here's the whiskeys we're going to be discussing. We have the Singleton of Glendowen, 12-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. We have Glenmorangie's A Tale of the Forest, single malt whiskey. We have Glenfiddich 12-year sherry cask finish, single malt whiskey. From Dalmore, we have their 14-year single malt. We have the Dalmore Portwood, the Dalmore Cigar Malt, the Dalmore King Alexander III. And from Lagavulin, we have the Lagavulin Nick Offerman 3rd Edition Charred Cask. Oh, I can't wait. I know. <laughs> I, I, I've been holding on to this one for months for you. They sent me this, I, I, I think, like just at the end of the year, and I've been holding it all this time just for you. I appreciate that. I, I enjoyed watching him drink it. So did I. Again, it's that masochist. I said I was thing. a masochist. No, that's yeah. that's pretty much sadism. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed the torture. I can never get those two straight. Which one is which? Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're going to have uh, Justin tell us all about our sips ratings. All right. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. This is disgusting. That was terrible, and it's still the best one he's done so far. I will give him. I will give him that. Yeah. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Nah, he's losing. Well, it. isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Mm, not not any better. Nope. No. Nope. Four sips. Let's keep the seeker to ourselves. Pour me another. No. You're almost getting there. I mean, I yeah. just, I, I'm rooting for you. He's close. Yes. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, he's, 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 he's on the path. He's just not there. Five sips. Oh, my. Oh. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh, right. my. Oh right my in the toilet. <laughs> right. Oh, my. <laughs> Right in the toilet. Oh my! Yeah. 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 It could be that bad. Oh, it's, it's like it's like the high diver who 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 misses his mark and hits yeah. his head on the Chibetti way down. Flop. Yeah. Chibetti yeah. flop. He doesn't hit the target in the little kiddie pool. He hits the edge of the little kiddie no, no, pool. No, 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 dude. He hit his head on the edge of the board on the way down. And that's just uh, yeah. That's what happens when you backflip before your belly flop? Well, well, let's get to our first whiskey, and we're going to have Brent tell us all about that one. Thanks, Bob. The Glendullen Distillery was established in 1897 by William Williams, an Aberdeen blender and whiskey broker. In 19- I feel like white people need more names. Yeah. Double. Sorry. <laughs> in 1919, he merged with the Greenlee brothers to create McDonald, Greenlee's, and Williams Distillers, which was itself absorbed by Distillers Company Limited, or DCL, in 1925. DCL became United Distillers in 1986, and then became Diageo in 1997. The original distillery was rebuilt in 1962, and in 1972, a second distillery was built next door, and both were run together until 1985, when the original distillery was closed. The second distillery, previously referred to as Glendullen II, continues to operate to this day. So this first whiskey we're going to be trying is Singleton of Glendullen. It's a 12-year single malt scotch whiskey. It's 40% ABV. That's 80 proof. The Singleton brand is actually manufactured in three Scot- three Scottish whiskey distilleries, Dufftown, Glenord, and Glendullen. And Glendullen has been making the Singleton brand since 2007. 
This expression is aged primarily in ex-bourbon casks with some European oak casks. So the color on this is a nice light straw finish. On the nose, it's just, the nose is just like a little fruit bomb. You get like uh, that, that vanilla comes through. You get some like some cherries come through, a little bit of nuttiness on it. It's, it's beautiful. It's really nice nose. And on the palate, same thing. You get, let me hear it, go here. Oh, yeah, you get a little, the thing that pops out of me right away is I get a little bit of lemon peel, and then I get some fruits that just follow behind it with some pears and bananas, a little bit of a cinnamon, but it's nice. Overall, this is a nice pleasure. This, the, the finish is not very long. It's just like a medium finish, nice mouth coating. Overall, a nice, pleasant uh, whiskey to start off our day. Yeah, this thing is a fruit salad. On the nose. I mean, it's just a huge tropical fruit bomb. It's like a big bowl of fruit salad. Oh, fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Sorry, I had kids. Uh, what a Wiggles reference. Come on. Come on. Your kid's my, not that old. My kid's nine, so yeah. we, we've not been exposed to the Wiggles. Oh. Because, um, you know, your horrible kids are much older. person, you. So I'm just thankful based on what I've heard from you. Oh, yeah, it's... Don't get me wrong. Oh, she's got YouTube on her. I'd, I'd put TikTok. I'd put one of those oh. long sleeve t shirts on in a heartbeat if I thought I could make that much money. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, a bath towel at the last concert mm-hmm. I took the kids to was like sixty dollars. I'm like, wow. so so Brent, uh, this is good old boy Harmeet. In case people don't know, they can I tell by his you. disdain. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, but it's eighty proof, so that's my only qualm with this whiskey. Well, I think it's an entry, nice entry level. They want yeah, it for the I, ma- agree. I think they want yeah. it for the masses. I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Well, and, and I'll give you this: because it's at eighty proof, they they don't pay the tariffs hmm. and the taxation that they do over eighty proof. And this retail is a right around thirty bucks. Yeah. So it's for the money. For, for the money, this is a killer for the money. Yeah, this I, is I, delicious I, for the money. It is very nice. It's very easy to drink. It's just nicely made mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's not a three thousand dollar whiskey yeah. but it drinks well above it's, its not, price point. it's not stopping the clock but it gets you where you need to go it's extremely well done for the money the, you, that, but there's another great problem. value there's another problem i'm gonna bring it up there's three distilleries oh, we know that what the make, problem is he's sitting to my right <laughs> yeah there's three distilleries that make singleton mm-hmm. we have all tasted singleton glen ord which they do not bring to america except like once a year mm-hmm that Glen Ord is beyond yeah, what we get here. The Glen Ord is oh wow, the Glen Ord is from another planet. And the stuff that they released, like like, like last year's uh, special release from from Diageo, the Glen Ord at Cast Strength. I mean, sell your kids yeah. for that one. But but again, <laughs> that was good. a wholly different. You know, it's they're a, just sharing the first thing. Room. Completely yeah. different whiskey, completely right. different distillery. Right. I mean, for but the money, well, this well, is a I great pour. I still don't understand why they call three different distilleries the Singleton. They do it to make you mad. Is it what working? They do. They make you mad. It's yeah, succeeding. See? Success. Yeah, success. <laughs> what do you think, Justin? I think that is definitely an added bonus. Mm-hmm. I kind of get the the fruit bowl you guys are talking about, but I get my aunt's potpourri too. Yeah, it is the one you hit by when you go to when you walk the front past door, the, mm-hmm. walk past the bedroom and mm-hmm. potpourri bomb. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not that, it's not that floral, really. Well, not well. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting more. I'm getting more. What he said: the vanilla and the fruit. Agree. The yeah. water definitely tones down the. I didn't even try floral. It's eighty proof already. Put water. No, in. a little, <laughs> couple little drops of water. Here, give me, give me the water bottle. Not for the heat, but for the 
opening to, bring, to open it up. I got flavors. You. Hey, you know, I say the same thing. I know it did. It did nicely. No, it's got a candy note to it. The fruit really shines it through. Is candy. That that there's a big boost on the palate after you swallow. The tongue just tingles with a lemon zest on it. It's just, it's just a really good. Both of you said lemon money. zest. I get more apple and pear than lemon. Yeah, Water, I, get the, I, get, I get the lemon I after I swallow it. Yeah. yeah. But overall, you know, an excellent whiskey. So we're going to be rating the Glendullen, uh, single to Glendullen, 12 years, single malt scotch whiskey, a well-deserved three sips. Interesting. So let's go on and have Justin tell us about our next one. So we're going to talk about Glen Morangi, a tale of the forest, single malt whiskey. It's 46% alcohol by volume or 92 proof. And no, I did not do the math. Some years ago. That's why it's right. Right. Correct. (laughs) Some years ago, while walking in the woods, Dr. Bill Lumson, master of whiskey creation at Glen Morangi. Glen Morangi. Ancient Orangi. What he said. Recalled how ancient Highland whiskey makers dried their barley with all kinds of forest fuel. He began experimenting by kilning his barley with many different botanicals, finally selecting juniper berries, birch bark, and heather flowers, married with a little peat. And we'll talk more about it after the break. Before the break, we were talking about Glen Morangi, a tale of the Glen Morangi. Glen Morangi. There you go. Rhymes with Orangi. Tale of the Four Single Malt Whiskey. And uh, Dr. Bill Lumpson aged the spirit made from this barley in a large portion of Refill X bourbon casks to allow the spirit's flavors to come forward. Now, this really did accomplish its title. It really does taste like you're drinking the forest floor, but in a pretty good way. You got like uh, all these different woods and earth, and it's pretty pretty darn cool. What did you think, Maury? I thought this was a really interesting whiskey. I think that the nose really gets you excited and really reminds us of the forest and the floor. Uh, I didn't feel like the palate followed through quite as nicely. For me, I was expecting great things from this whiskey, complexity, layers, and it it just it was just there for me um it definitely has some unusual flavors but i just felt like everything was a little bit muted harm what did you think maury i i love pretty much everything dr lumsden does every time he's in florida i try to try to hang out with him dr bell's awesome um yes it's it's this one i feel like this is a swing and a miss he put juniper in a whiskey. Well, he didn't put the, in the whiskey. He he used he used toasted juniper to malt the barley. That's gin. Gin and whiskey together don't go. I I, just, I don't know. I smell I smell the pine. I smell the juniper. I get a little bit of mint. But overall, it's that that he used a little bit of peat as well. I get some campfire. It's it's just it's a geek's whiskey. It's interesting, but it was a swing and a miss for me. Yeah. This one, this is one of the few I don't like by this. Yeah, definitely dark. a geek whiskey, and just like Maury said, the nose gives so much promise. Like you, yeah. like you can smell that the forest and stuff, but then you get it, it's it That's just doesn't cool match thing. up on it's, the palate. It does smell like a forest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, he, he, he accomplished cow. that goal, but the flavor, but the flavor profile afterwards well, no, no, didn't I really got, follow. I, got, I get pine. What I'm going to tell you though is add, add water. water. 
and he had to words. this one because yeah. the 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 palate. You're too far from like my Bob happens to be right. It is a relatively low proof whiskey. It's coming in yeah. at 92 but proof. But literally a drop. But a it, drop it, or two of it water. It goes from five to nine like that. Yeah. It really made a big in difference flavor. in terms of the flavor. It unmasked. No, no. I, 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 I did the water before, too. And I'll do a little bit more. I get peppermint. I get pine. Mm-hmm. I get clove. It's really interesting, but it's not what I think of when I think of single malt. This It's on my shelf. No, it's, it's definitely not. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's on my bar to taste. You want to taste something really interesting and weird? This yeah. is it. That's why yeah. a geek. That's why geek. But it's interesting. Geek whiskey. Yeah. You know? Air, Air Very does interesting. it good too. By the way. Very, and I think that you know, with all the regular products that you have out there, you kind of. I think he's looking outside the box to get like, well, what else can I put out there that may assume to other people? You know, I'm as getting well. a big finish of juniper right now because I had water. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It, it it just a tiny little bit of water and this thing amps up on the on the palate. Yeah. It, it doubles. It's very it's a long, intense, but weird <laughs> whiskey. He's done some really cool and that that the tail of cake was awesome. Tail of oh, cake, cake was one of my favorite things ever like made. That was yeah. that was a that was an amazing one. And there. it wasn't who like doesn't cake like flavor. <laughs> it wasn't like cake flavored vodka where they pour some chemical in it to make it taste like cake. He made it taste like cake. Yeah. Tail of Winter's great too. We're just blending like wow. Yeah, Tail of Winter was also awesome. This one is very interesting. I mean, I it's cool. It's not It's a geeks whiskey. Yeah, you're it geeks. is. You're, not, you're geeks. Yeah. You're geeks. It is not a classic Highland single malt in any way, shape, or form, but it is very, very you know, interesting. I think the birch does something on that smoke. There's there's some it's not just peat. There's some birch bark here. And those heather flowers. It's 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 so interesting on the nose, but the palate just didn't match up even with the water. I agree with Harm. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Well, kids, what do we give it? Uh we're gonna be rating it two sips. All right. Well, isn't that nice? So let's move on to the next one. We're going to have Harm tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. Founded in Dufton, Scotland, by William Grant, Glenn Fittick, first ran from the stills on Christmas Day, 1887. It became the first single malt whiskey to be promoted outside of Scotland and is one of the few single malt distilleries to remain entirely family-owned and is still produced in the same distillery which William Grant and his children hand-built. So this is the Glenfiddich 12-year-old sherry cast finish, single malt whiskey, 43% ABV or 86 proof for those who uh, mathematically uh, challenged. The Glenfiddich 12-year-old sherry cast finish is matured in a traditional American and European oak casks before finishing in rare Amontillado sherry casks. Amontillado sherry is from the Spanish sherry region of Jerez and is characterized as being darker than Fino and lighter than Oloroso. Amontillado is also considered to be one of the most, uh, the four major dry sherries, but still displays sweet notes like hazelnuts and caramel. Uh, Amontillado is uh, sherry casks are produced for the whiskey industry are known to be extremely rare, representing only 1.8% of all sherry produced. This special edition is the first Glenfiddich to ever be finished in Amontillado sherry casks. And how many more times can I say Amontillado? That's a lot of Amontillado. I don't know. Say it again. I don't know. Didn't uh, Edgar Allan Poe? The cask of a Montiato. The cask of a Montiato. There you go. Oh, so wow. the color on this. You're showing off your worldliness. There you go. I, I actually like a Montiato sherry. We did a sherry show last year, and a Montiato is the hardest one to sell because it's not sweet enough for some people. And for people who want bone dry fino, it's not dry. But I find it wonderfully balanced. Um, I had some friends. Um, 
relatives in from Mumbai in uh, this past week, and we went down to um, Jose Andreas's restaurant in Miami, and we finished with a sherry pairing and a cheese course, and the Amontillado was the with the right cheeses was the winner. Although I did prefer the Fino, and Olaro- and and my cousin who's a big Scotch drinker, Oloroso was his finished. Who was his favorite? But the consensus, Amontillado. Give it a chance. Give it with the right food. But here, even better, put it in this whiskey. The color is a red gold, and the nose is fresh and fruity with a lots of pear. I mean, uh, I think they say a hint, but I get pears and dried fruit and like apricots and I mean, there's something sweet here, like um, like a cakeish thing, and it's got clove and cinnamon, just a little bit, just a hint. But when you drink it, the clove and cinnamon and a little bit like other spices come out even more on the palate. Mm. I got mm. fruity pebbles and cocoa puffs. And I will give you that, dude. With, Be- you know, milk. Really? I don't know about you the know, cocoa You know, one's puffs. crazy and the other swears by it. That's right. I mean, I don't know about the cocoa puffs, but the fruity now, pebbles. Now, if you mix them together. There's, there's a little hint of chocolate here. With a kick, you know. Yeah. I get a lot of apple and almond. Don't serve this whiskey to your children for breakfast, please. Yeah, please don't. With fruity pebbles? Yeah, no. Uh, Unless your children are over 21, then help yourself. But the cocoa's there. It's more on the finish, and I feel more like it's oak. And adding water actually brings more of those uh, cocoa pebbles, or cocoa Mm -hmm. puffs. Yeah. I hate myself for even saying that. Why I do this? Why am I sitting next to you? I hate you for saying that. (laughs) Oh, God. Because I'm keeping it real. (laughs) I'm keeping it real. Did I really need that reason? Oh, then you take it. Well, you tell me what you got. You got That's the, what I got. The fruity pop of the cocoa. Yeah. Pop. He's done. He's already said seven words. I don't have a lot of words, words yeah. you know. What do you think, Maury? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm speechless. <laughs> Brent, what do you think? I enjoyed no. I enjoyed this one. This one is nice to drink. Pleasant on the palate. Nice creaminess to it. There's all that fruitiness to it. You know, if I was going to buy a scotch, this could be one that I buy. I agree. I if think I ever wanted to buy one. Beautiful. <laughs> this to me is a I'll beautiful. I'll not be seeing this in nice, any Monday at your house. Not quite entry level, but I would say near entry level. Just, you know, for somebody who's novice in the scotch world, this is a beautiful whiskey to introduce you. It just draws you right in to the, the sherry. The, the the it's yep. just it's a beautiful whiskey. Uh, one crass commercial that I gotta mention: this is not the regular Glenfiddich twelve year old. When you go to the liquor store, or especially come to my liquor store, there's two different twelve year old Glenfiddichs on the shelf: the regular twelve year old and then the sherry cask, which is in a red canister. It is distinctly different from the original yes, entry level. It is it's a couple bucks more, but not much. Bob, what do you think? I think this is the best thing that Glenfiddich's come out with in the last, oh, five years at least. Um, I think this is a welcome addition to their main product line. It is a fantastic whiskey for the money. Um, I applaud their use of the Amontillado cast because I do like Amontillado it's like nice, more. Nice to sneak a couple more of those Amontillados in. Well, I like it. <laughs> honestly, I like it better than Oroso. We've Oroso, now exceeded the Vegas line And I like it better than Fino. It, to me, it's, to all the it's, it's more... <laughs> Earthing is more complex than, say, a Fino. It's drier. All, and I it's, mean, I love Oloroso. But That's it's what not, most Scotch it, people It's use. also not Oloroso's. This one I find more complex. But the whiskey here is absolutely fantastic. It's so well done. It's, you know, sometimes cast finishes can just cover up a whiskey. But this just lifts it up and elevates the and whiskey. And I'm, I'm very happy they, they went above the 80 proof and did 86. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that's a good thing. You'd to do. be crying if it were eighty. I know because it would be weak. <laughs> this, but this it's is just, nice. It's just pears on the nose. I would like. You know what I want? I want oh. them to release this at cast strength. That's oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, this at cast strength would that'd be, be fun. Bomb, as we say in the hobby. Ben, <laughs> just yeah, buy it now. Yeah, this I think I think they've got a winner on their hands. I was lucky enough to uh, do an interview and and try this with uh, Dave, who's their West Coast brand ambassador. And this thing's this thing's this is a winner. They've done an, an incredibly good job on it. And I've you know I will drink this. You bet your rear end on that one. So we're going to be rating the Gwenfiddich twelve year sherry cask a well deserved four sips. We can say butt on this show, right? Like sherry butt. I like big butts. I cannot lie. You yeah. can only say butt as contextualized by a barrel. Oh, I see. Oh, well, that's what I was talking about. Pork butts are off limit. I like big butts. Oh. And I cannot lie. Exactly. No pork butts on this show. Okay, Bob. Why don't you no, tell you us about say, the next one? You can say butt. Like like I Harm's nickname is Butthead. So you know. Well, our next whiskey is from the Dalmore. So the Dalmore, we've done a few of their whiskeys over the years on the show, but uh, they were founded in 1839 by Alexander Matheson. Matheson was a partner partner in Jardine Matheson, which was a trading firm that controlled exports of opium to China. Yeah. Everybody's first billion was sketchy, you know? Um, the distillery was purchased by the McKenzie family in 1878. And then from 1917 to 1920, they closed the distillery and used it to manufacture mines for the first world war for the war effort. Um, what could go wrong? Yeah. Well, that's it pretty much blew the building mostly down. So they spent a couple of years after the war putting it back together. Colonial oppression with drug trade and, um, arms manufacturer. I'm down, man. Let's do it. <laughs> so they, thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that. I appreciate that. So 1922, they resumed making spirit. Um, in 1960, the McKenzie family sold the distillery to White and Mackay, who was one of their best customers who bought a lot of their whiskey for their blends. White and Mackay, currently it's went through a few owners, but currently it's owned by Imperador of the Philippines. So our first whiskey is the Dalmore 14-year-old single malt whiskey. It's uh, 43.8% ABV, 87.6 proof. Uh, this is the newest addition to Dalmore's core product line. It was initially aged in bourbon casks, and then 40 to 60% varies of the whiskey is finished for about two years <laughs> in hand-selected Pedro Jimenez casks from the house of Gonzalez Bias, and that's pretty much where all their sherry casks come from. Um, then it is blended back into the remaining whiskey to make this expression. This is the first expression from Dalmore to be finished in Pedro Jimenez cast. So you've got a beautiful burnt bronze color on this with honestly a little bit of almost uh, orangey ring to it. Um, on the nose, it's just honey, a little bit of raisins, a little orange zest. Orange zest. Almost a minty coolness in the tip of the nose. And on the palate. Mm. On the palate, absolutely lovely. I get hazelnuts. I get um, roast coffee beans. Um, get that cocoa, dark chocolate. Get that little hint of maple syrup in there. There's a little bit of maple syrup in the I center of the palate. And um, I didn't get the honey earlier either. I got dates and... Uh, like figs and then i get that orangey uh on the back palate so 
absolutely beautiful whiskey. What do you think, Brett? I like how they did this with the 40, 40 to 60% where they didn't do the whole entire barrel. They It's a... It's a neat concept when you think about it, you go because they left the they left the core product, and they just aged some of it in the you know in the uh, Pedro Jimenez, and then they brought it back and put it back with the original product. I think if they'd have done the whole thing, first off, two years would have been too long for the whole. Well, barrel. Yeah, they could have shortened it. Yeah, they could have shortened it and stuff. But I, I I love the concept that they did with this, and it really worked. You know, when it came through and it really you know, worked. Bob was the, always talking about unbalanced whiskeys. You can take a wine finish and right overwhelm the whiskey yeah, you, you cover it like paint right no no and this is and this, this is, is this is the opposite this right. is a, this is exactly a good what job you're trying to do. yeah i think there was more than one way they could have accomplished this they certainly could have aged the whole batch but for a much lesser time than two years or they aged a, a roughly 50 percent and for two years and then gently yeah, but, blended it in but this is richard patterson the nose yeah the king of the blenders so taking it and putting it in there for two years and then taking that liquid and then and blending, blending it to it. the prior yeah, yeah, to get where he wants to go, that's exactly where Dalmore is going to go. So you're not you're not just getting the, the sherry from the, the barrel. You're getting the tannins and you're yeah. getting everything else. These are different wood. So this is going to be uh, Gonzalez Bias is using American and European oak. So or no, Well, we only, did. Uh, Bob and I were lucky enough to do a deconstructed tasting with them a while back in Miami where we got to taste the component sherries mm. as well as the finished whiskeys. Mm. Nice. And they've had this very long standing relationship. With one relationship of the from Gonzalez Baez. With, right. That yeah. was Gonzalez Baez. Yeah. They've had this relationship for Diana many, many put years. Did that together? No. This was before her. This was several years ago. This is pre-COVID, if yeah. I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it was. Down and, at, um, and honestly, Gonzalez Baez is a very high-end sherry producer. They've had oh, this I, exclusive I, relationship. I carry almost everything they make. They do a great job. Yeah. And that's Dalmore. Everything that they do is exclusively Gonzalez Baez. Right. They have a great relationship. Exactly. And and I agree. I love Pedro Jimenez finished sherry, uh, whiskeys. The problem is they can be overdone and you can. Well, Pedro Jimenez is so sweet and right. rich and sticky. So you could end up with mm-hmm. essentially a Pedro Jimenez, a scotch flavored Pedro yeah. Jimenez, right. as opposed to a whiskey finished in a Pedro Jimenez cask. And this nails it in that. And some and some do go more toward the sweet, which are and some of them are still very good. You know, some of them are a little more sticky, more raisiny. And there's that's fine. Some are like this to the other side, but it's not. But like this said, one's a delight. It's, it's not got a lot of those yeah. sweet notes. Yeah, but, but not, not being cloying, sweet. not sticky. I mean, yeah. you got maple syrup, which we think of as being really sweet, and figs and dates. Yeah. But yet the whiskey's yeah. really not overly sweet. No, I still it's don't not get cloying. the maple added water. I still get the figs and dates. I don't get the maple. Well, there's something yeah, broken in your some, soul. I don't know what to tell you. I'm yeah. from Canada, man. I lived, I was a Canadian citizen until I was 18. There. It's funny you don't look actually. Canadian. I'm calling INS now, and I'm going to have you dragged back. And the reason he's here, Canada didn't want him anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> they said neither did Alabama. You can't Canada's handle the cold. Rejects. Neither did Alabama want him yeah. anymore. Well, we're going to be rating the Delmore 14 year single malt whiskey. A well deserved four sips. Yes, really nice. That's classified. So let's have Maury tell us about our next whiskey. Why? Thank you, Bobby Joe. The next whiskey is Delmore Portwood Single Malt Whiskey. It is 46.5% ABV or 93 proof. The Dalmore Portwood is initially aged in American white oak casks before enjoying a finishing period in port pipes that were sourced from well-known port producer W&J Grams. Wait a minute. What's a port pipe? 
Well, it's not something you put tobacco in and smoke, but it's actually the name of a barrel used for aging port, roughly 600 liters. Mm-hmm. So thank you. That's kind of nice. They're I mean, tall and skinny. Yeah, yeah, they do yeah, tend not, to be long yeah, they're, and skinny. They're, yeah, they're they look like a pill. <laughs> they're round, but they're tall. But the, yeah, they kind of look like a imagine a long two a piece of uh, like sore pipe. Yeah. yeah, very long. You mean the port pipe looks like a pipe? What kind of pipe? Who would have guessed? Sewer pipe. <laughs> sewer pipe. <laughs> you don't want to compare sewer pipe to the whiskey. The thing you your whiskey in. <laughs> and we'll, well be back. It does look like a barrel. And we're back. And uh, we've been talking about the Dalmore Portwood single malt whiskey at 93 proof. So getting to the glass, this whiskey has a beautiful, beautiful uh, coppery slash mahogany color on the nose. Clove studded orange, sweet red berries, a little hint of prune, plummy fruits, and a bit of sticky toffee pudding. On the palate, it's luscious, it's viscous, it's mouth coating. You get hints of chocolate and nectarine, creamy caramel, roasted nuts, a hint of coffee. Um, it's uh, really an interesting whiskey. It's got layers and layers of flavor that keep going. A little bit of water opens it up and really just reveals even more layers. The finish is long. It's comforting. This is an all-night sipper. You could just sit by the fire and sip this baby all night long. It is an all-night sipper. Thank I mean, you, this Brent. is another one that you could really enjoy. It's uh, Their product line has always been impressive. Um, and... This is the same, the same facts that it's go into delicious. this. It's like, yeah, delicious. They got the fruits, they got the vanillas, they got all these things that you love, and they're blended well together, and it really shines through. It's Just, a scotch for bourbon drinkers, yes, I think. it is a scotch yeah, for bourbon drinkers. Yeah, the toffee drinkers. shines through, and that's what makes yeah, it Yeah, it really great. brings you those, that baked burnt toffee yep. note. And especially on the back end. And it's got such a long finish. It's just yeah. warming on the tongue. And it, it keeps, just goes on yeah, and, and on. it goes on and nice on. Nice cold winter night in front of the fire. Yeah. It would be just I need great. a smoking jacket. I have, uh, you know, honestly, I mean, it's Dalmore. I've never had a bad Dalmore. This this one is fantastic. I I really do enjoy the Portwood. I, I buy this from time to time myself. Um, always impressive. Always a great finish on it. And again, for the money, a great. But a great Portwood whiskey. is one of their newer expressions, and yeah. I, I do enjoy it. But everybody's portwood has really been quite special. One of the first really nice portwood scotch finishes I had came out of Balvini, and they did a beautiful job with it. And this was, was a no one-time thing. You know, I, my favorite portwood right now is Glendronach. Oh really? yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. That's a strawberry jam on a croissant with butter. Yeah. Mm. It is stunning. But well, right, Balvini seventeen-year portwood is no longer. No. Oh, sorry. We're going to be rating the Dalmore portwood a well-deserved four sips. That's classified. And we're going to have Brent tell us about our next one. Thanks, Bob. The next one is the Dalmore Cigar Malt Single Malt Whiskey. It's 44% ABV. I guess that would be 88 proof. You know, with my math. Well done. Well done. The spirit is initially matured in American white oak ex-bourbon casks. A portion of the liquid remains in the ex-bourbon cask, while the balance is a portion between the finest Gonzalez Bias sherry casks, Previously holding thirty-year-old Matusulin Sherry Cat. Yeah, I know. Uh, at least I didn't oh, say oh, Armadillo. So. I would have said Armadillo for the other one. Okay, <laughs> you know, don't, don't. <laughs> you know. and uh, Cabernet Sauvignon wine barriques. 
The uh, three styles are then ex- expertly brought together to perfectly combine their unique characteristics and flavors. So they call it the cigar malt because they want this one to be blended, you know, you, for you to sit down and enjoy it with a cigar. The color on this one is a nice, nice uh, coppery color, darker, darker copper color. On the nose, I get the sil- cinnamon, really shines through in vanilla, and I get some, uh, like, some red berries, some plums on it. It's just a, it's a really nice, but then I guess because they want it to be a cigar malt on my palate, I get some bitterness that comes out right away, and that's from this, uh, it's kind of from this like a dark chocolate, like a bitter mm. chocolate that yeah, comes it's through. like a bittersweet chocolate. Yeah, and I, I get some other spices, a little bit of uh, a little bit of some more fruits to it and stuff, but that bitterness, I guess, is what helps you with that dark chocolate bitterness helps you with the people with the cigars and mm. it makes it blend easier for that. And that's why they call it a cigar. Did you try a drop of water this, in it? Yeah, I try to drop a water. It just it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's very nice and it's got a nice mouthfeel to it and stuff. But that, but um, initially that bitterness kind of you know pulled me away from it. But I can understand then why you want to just enjoy this one with a cigar. So but it brings you back. It, it does bring pulls you back. back. Yeah. Yeah. You like you the back. rhubarb. Yeah, you know so. So I don't know why you don't like the bitterness. I don't know. I mean, it's just a. I mean, I like dark chocolate as well. You know, well, so you, you you hang out with harm. So obviously, bitter. <laughs> problem, Mister Bitter. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm like a fine amaro. Yeah, <laughs> you're like a cheap amaro. I was going to say <laughs> a cheap amaro. Yes, yeah. fine. I'm not yeah. sure. Easy, inexpensive, overwhelmingly yeah, cheap, bitter, but sweet yeah. underneath. Yeah, a ninety-two percent, a ninety-two percent dark when chocolate. We may approach that later. Bitter. This one is always my jam when I'm looking at at Dalmore. This is the one that I reach for more often than not because I feel that this this particular one for me punches above its price point. This I think is is the best whiskey they make, dollar for dollar. Um, no, no, when, it, when it first came out, it was way too cheap. That's yeah. right. And then they went way too high with the yeah, next right. They brought it back down. This yeah. is the middle road. Yeah. Now it's backward. But it's belongs. still yeah. for but the they, money. They, they, it's they, fantastic. Did different, they did different variations. Yeah. This is the third or fourth iteration. Correct. And this is, I think they're really honing in where it should yeah. be. But it was worse once their entry level. Yeah. And then it moved Ooh, really? to be very expensive. Yeah. It was almost it was more expensive than King Alexander in the middle. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's 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 moved around, but the flavor profile has been within those lines. But they're honing in and they're they're doing it right. I think they took a good job. Excellent whiskey. So we're gonna be rating the Dalmore cigar malt, single malt whiskey, a well deserved four sips. That's so that takes us to our next one. We're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Thank you, Bob. We will now be speaking about the Dalmore King Alexander III single malt whiskey coming in at 40% Woo! ABV. Interesting that they chose 40. Uh, the Dalmore distillery dates back to 1839, but the Mackenzie family heritage dates back to 1263. It was in this year that Colin Kintail, chief of the clan Mackenzie, saved King Alexander III from the fury of a charging stag. In recognition of this noble act, the king granted the Mackenzie clan the right to use the 12-pointed royal stag emblem on their coat of arms. When the descendants of the clan became owners of the Dalmore Distillery in 1867, the Royal Stag became the recognizable icon that proudly adorns each bottle of the Dalmore today, an emblem which encapsulates a rich past, which also embodying a promise that the Dalmore will remain at the pinnacle of single malt. 
The Dalmore King Alexander III showcases the Dalmore's commitment to the art of cask curation. It is the world's first single malt to create an assemblage of six cask finishes, initially matured in American white oak. This is Margaret's assemblage. (laughs) (laughs) I resemble that remark. Initially matured in American white oak, ex-bourbon casks, the liquid is appointed Apportioned, excuse me, between small batch ex bourbon casks, Methuselah Oloroso sherry casks, Madeira barrels, mm. Marsala casks, mm. port pipes, mm. and Cabernet Sauvignon wine barriques. These are then brought together in the in in, in an in situ sherry built to harmonize. I have no idea what that means. Well, let's talk about the whiskey. That makes two of us. They're all blended together in a sherry butt. I love big butts. Where they get to marry. With the flavors, marry. It's got a beautiful mahogany color. It's got red fruits on the nose with a hint of passion fruit. I do not get any passion fruit. Where are you pulling that from? I red pulled fruits. that from parts. Red, passion fruit is. He's pulling that from the from the dog tasting on notes. <laughs> on the palate, citrus, vanilla, creme caramel, some cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, and then a finish that just goes on and on. This is an amazing whiskey. It's beautifully crafted. I love the pedigree. I love what they've done with this. The only thing I would say about this whiskey, I'd love to see it at cast strength. Well, see, or higher than eighty. They're going up against. This is their. Like the eighty proof is there. They're worldwide. You can sell it the same proof and the same price. It's like Johnny Walker Blue. It's not the best thing that Johnny Walker makes, but it's the thing that people recognize. It's Johnny Blue is eighty proof, right? True. They do well, this. They, this stuff is amazing, though. Yeah, I mean, at, this is. I mean, eighty proof is amazing. Imagine it, say ninety, ninety-two. It'd be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still beautiful. I mean, you don't even need to get up to a hundred, but. In the in the lower nineties, if you put this Low up hundreds, to one hundred ten, this is amazing. At one hundred ten, I'd probably just but be. But they're going one. for a certain type of drinker who wants. I'm I'm drinking my whiskey neat. I never put any water in it, so you do eighty proof, and they think, oh, this is the best whiskey in the world because I don't have to put anything. It's so smooth. If that's a marketing thing, you know, and it's working. Mm-hmm. It's working. I mean, it's working. It's mm-hmm. they put it in a nice box. They yeah. they package it well. It's it's an amazing flavor profile to it. I get all those fruits. This is a again. This is a bourbon lovers, you know, whiskey. A bourbon all I'm lovers say whiskey. Is, uh, Dave, if you're listening to this show, if if you could possibly obtain a sample of this before they 110 proof, it down, proof. I'm just Dave, saying we would love to talk. We would love to talk about it, but. It's it's very enjoyable. I mean, I have. It's hard to put anything down about this because I enjoy it so much. But you know, no, again, it's, it's if stunningly I stunningly good, right? Yeah. And I don't know why. No, you, we're we're just sitting here talking about how could it possibly be, be better. better right? <laughs> so I don't. I, I'm curious if you guys notice this. I've been drinking this for years. This one, I think, has more cab, Cabernet Sauvignon influence than. I haven't. I haven't had years. a. I haven't had a bottle of this in a couple of years. So I really don't remember. Yeah, I think it's is, like is a regular on your bar. It's well balanced. I get on your yes. bar home. I drink this regularly. Yeah, the the Marsala, you know, the the Marsala, the Madeira doesn't come in as much. The Marsala also doesn't come in as much. Yeah, definitely, I get more of the re, you know the regular Cabernet Red yeah. wine finish on it. But I, you know, that's purposeful. They're not trying to turn this into a sweet one. They have sweet sure. ones. Sure. So I I totally understand why they're doing it, but every every 
time I try one of these. Yeah, what stands out for me is the Oloroso and the Cab. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, the other two are minor players. They are hidden in the background, and they just combine to create the symphonic end result. That's why they use the word harmonize. Yeah. Very good. They they got you. The marketing people got you, Bori. They They got me with the flavor. Yeah. 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 I don't care about the marketing. I care about what it tastes like, and and King Alexander is always an amazing treat. Nothing wrong with it. It's, uh, you know, it is it is king for a reason. So we're going to be rating the Dalmore King Alexander III single malt whiskey. It well deserved five sips. Oh my you gave five yeah. sips to an 80 proof yeah. whiskey. Is this a first? Yeah. Yeah. It might yeah, be. I'm sure probably we probably not. Could be a problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to have Justin tell us about our next one. Everybody stare at Brent. Okay, I'm staring at Brent. so happy right now. <laughs> very, very happy. I just finished off this Dalmore King. I mean, yep. how can I not be happy, right? What would be oh, unhappy about one. that? All right, now Justin. You're going to ruin my day, right? So now, <laughs> now we're going to talk about the Lagavulin Nick Offerman Edition Charred Oak Cask Single Malt Whiskey. Woo! It's darn right, woo. What are you eating? I call this Turf and Turf. A 16-ounce <laughs> T-bone and a 24-ounce porterhouse. Also, whiskey and a cigar. I'm going to consume all of this at the same time because I am a free American. That's Ron Swanson for you. I, I love this. So it's 46% alcohol by volume or 92 proof. The Lagavulin Offerman Edition Charred Oak Cask is the third edition of the collaboration between Lagavulin and TV's Nick Offerman. This 11-year-old single malt scotch whiskey was designed by Nick Offerman to be paired with a rare steak. The only way to have a steak, if you ask me. I like medium rare. Medium rare is okay. But yeah. rare, done I'll still right, talk to you at medium rare, but beyond that, I'm not talking <laughs> to yeah. you. I'll order medium rare so it doesn't come out bloody. But I prefer the rare. To accomplish this, the whiskey has been aged, not finished, in American red wine. American. 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 And European oak Why are you saying the the letter A? It's American. That have been shaved down before being heavily recharred. So this spirit is a very well-balanced, smoky, peaty kind of spirit. And I really enjoyed it what did you think maury in case you missed it that that cough of uh derision was from brent yeah <laughs> i didn't cough that was me yeah. i didn't cough uh i i think it's anything but balanced <laughs> sissy sorry i completely disagree with everything you've said brent? you are you are a wimp brent Back yeah. me up on this. Okay, so that, that whole side so, of the table okay, is lacking so testosterone. When you, when you pour this right out of the bottle and mm-hmm. you take a nose of it, uh-huh. it brings you back to high school, you know, because that's when all the kids with the with the muscle cars, you know, put bleach on the road and spun out their tires, and you had all that black smoke around, and that's what, what this bleach like. do on the road. I didn't know road. it was the bleach. Yeah, tell me about tell the me bleach. about that. You know, yeah, you put so bleach down. Bleach down. You put Why? bleach down. You spin out the tires because yeah. it makes more smoke. Yeah, oh, and cool. it helps it's to break slippery. down the rubber and make it stickier. It's slippery. It's but. After now, you know, after smart, an hour, you hang out with the cool kids, Maury. After an hour, this the smoke is really That's burnt why you off. Went of to this. Med school. Yeah, you know, water, <laughs> water, and time has really burned off the smoke on it. But it hasn't burned off the smoke 
on the on the palate. It's still there. It's a little bit balanced, but I'm going to tell you this. While people love these smoky whiskeys, and it's, it's a geek whiskey, and that's all there is to it. You guys can say, oh, this is, I love this, I love this. But, I freaking but there's can't so get many, enough of it. You're a but geek. There's, yeah. there's so many people that don't want that kind of flavor, and they need to they need to know to avoid this. They're called <laughs> sissies. Yeah. We're doing a public sissies. service. <laughs> no. public We're service not giving you any rare steak no. or PD whiskey if, today. If you want to listen to the low testosterone boys over there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's only like a dozen distilleries in Iowa making whiskey very similar to this and selling it as fast as they can make. And I'm just saying maybe you guys, you know, need to change your panties. Um, This is fantastic. Wood smoke, seaweed and apples. Oh, my God. There is no seaweed. There are no apples. Green apples. Yes. Green apples. I'm definitely getting. Mm. Yeah, I don't even. I can't go even back to taste it to see I if agree. there's a change. I, I've <laughs> ruined my palate once already today. I didn't get the seaweed till I put water in it, but I did get the like that salty kind of minerally, like the salt crusted up on a rock on a beach kind oh, of yeah, thing. Oh yeah, baby. I added a little bit of whiskey to my tall glass of water, but I didn't get the seaweed. <laughs> and you guys wonder why when I went to Ardbeg, I didn't take you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in spite of these guys, we're going to be rating the Lagavulin Nick Offerman edition charred oak cast a well-deserved four sips. What that been, is a low what score because five of is for them. So, <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent. Uh, thanks for having me. I enjoyed uh, at least seven of the whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Another spectacular day in the basement. And thank you, Justin. Thank you. I look forward to this all week, and it was worth it. Isn't happy hour anytime? There you go. Yeah. And thank you, Harm. Thank you, Bob. I'm going to go out to dinner tonight with some friends, and I'll be having some uh, rare steak and some lack of oil. Well, that's a there lie. We know he doesn't have any friends. In my head, in my head, I'm friends. He pays them to show up. He pays the distributors who buy his liquor and food. <laughs> well, this is Made Mad Bob, and for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, we thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad whiskey. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap, Just tap it in. the subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.